you ever been skiing and you you're getting close to the edge and you just I don't really ski tech. Di- all right, well, say you're <laughs> say you're driving down a slope of covered in snow, okay. right? <laughs> and they want this win, and they won't get it. The Patriots are gonna win. Wait, did you pick the Patriots the end I sure did. <laughs> Big mouth, small words, sports talk. We back, baby. Another episode. Let's go. Woo. <laughs> yeah, let's go indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth, Small Words, Sports Talk. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk wrestling. We're going to, I know, I know. I don't know if you like it. I don't know if you're not into it, but it's WrestleMania season and I have to talk about it. So I'm going to. Um, so the Elimination Chamber happened on Sunday and I watched the event and I felt compelled to tell you that it was good. Because a lot of times I come on here, actually almost every time I have ever talked about a WWE wrestling event other than the Royal Rumble, I've been like, yeah, it was okay. It was whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but no, this one was great. Um, The whole thing was great. I'm not going to bore you with every detail. I'm just going to give you the meat and potatoes of what I think. Let me give you what you want. I'm going to give everybody what they need. All right. And that is just to know what happened. So I'm not going to go over every match. The tag team titles for SmackDown. Tag team wrestling is kind of a lost art at this point. There's so many good teams. There's so many great matches, but they kind of always get lost in the shuffle. And as much as I love the New Day... They win so much that it almost, I don't want to say, it doesn't make the tag team titles irrelevant. It just, it's always kind of in the background when it doesn't need to be. I mean, back in the day, you had teams like the Hardy Boys, like the Dudleys, like Edge and Christian, and they would tear the house down with any given opportunity to go for it. And teams, I think, are starting to feel that. And they're starting to bring it a little bit more. And I'm loving it. This tag team title match made me nervous because I was 100% sure that the champions were going to lose. And that, I don't know, I just didn't, I didn't feel great about the match. I thought the New Day was going to win it all. And, uh, all right, so anyway, what happened is, The Usos and the New Day start off in this Elimination Chamber match. If you don't know what an Elimination Chamber match is, it's this big-ass cage, and you get all the teams in it, and you have pods. So there's one, two, three, four pods. Every, like, two or three minutes, another team comes out of the pods, but until then, they can't go. So two teams start the match, and then randomly they select what other team comes back back into the match and it starts with the Usos and the New Day I thought that was interesting because I'm like wow these are the two teams that I thought were going to win it would be hard for them to make it through the whole match obviously it's fake (laughs) so they can 
have it go however you want. But usually with wrestling, if you start first, you don't, you don't win. You start first, you finish last, usually. Um, so the Usos, and, and they start with the New Day. They do their classic stuff. I mean, they've had great matches over and over and over again. Kofi botched a couple of things. A little eye-opening. I don't know if he was sick or uh, maybe he just had a bad day. I don't know, but he wasn't great. But, I mean, you know, they, they, they let it happen. They made shit happen. Then uh, the Lucha house party comes in. They're awful, but uh, I don't know. They're not a great team, but they actually were able to showcase some of their skills. There was one of those guys climbed. I don't know how high the elimination chamber is. It's got to be over. It's got to be 20 feet, though. It's got to be. It's up there. It's like jumping off a couple stories. And he climbed all the way up and jumped on all the teams. It was pretty awesome. It was a cool moment. Um, So they come in. They're all fighting. They're beating the bag out of each other. Miz, the Miz, and John Morrison are the tag team champions. I think they're great. They just won the titles, so I thought it would be silly for them to lose it right away. But in an elimination chamber match, oh, they're going to lose the titles. So they start beating the bag out of everybody. And uh, Heavy Machinery comes out after that. If you don't know Heavy Machinery, and you don't know anything about what I'm talking about, go look up Otis. From Heavy Machinery. If you've ever seen any of my Snapchat stories. And you look at Vinny. This guy gives Vinny. A run for his money. <laughs> and that's. That's terrifying. But it is very accurate. And it's very true. In a in a side note story. The, the next team that came out. Was Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Ziggler. Is trying to screw over Otis from getting with this hot chick, Mandy. And so Otis goes nuts. He's trying to kill Ziggler. He runs through the pod. It was pretty cool. (laughs) I'm getting a little off topic. So Heavy Machinery actually kind of dominated when they came into the match. They eliminated the Lucha House Party. Then he ran through the pod. Basically got destroyed. Ziggler eliminates... His partner, Otis's partner. So Heavy Machinery's out. Then everybody gets revenge on Ziggler, and then they beat them. And it comes down to the Usos versus the New Day versus the Miz and John Morrison. And I'm thinking in my head, yeah, they're going New Day. They're just going to do it. It is what it is. And then Big E is going to gyrate. And you know what? I don't hate that, so it's fine. (laughs) But, uh... Somehow, the Usos and the New Day start beating the bag out of each other. The Miz and John Morrison kind of let him do it. And the New Day loses. The Miz and John Morrison pin them. And I'm thinking, wow, they're really going to have the Usos win the titles. Because there's no way that the Miz and John Morrison are going to pull it off. And then... The winners of the match, so I'm not even going to tell you. I'm, I'm going to, you listen to what happens. Sent across the ring, up over the top, lands at his feet. Miz rolls it through. Morrison up over the top, lands hard. Miz is using the ropes, which is legal. And Miz and Morrison retain. Here are your winners and still the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The Miz. 
against all of the odds, the most unfair scenario champions may have ever faced in WWE. And Miz and Morrison defy the odds. Holy crap. So the Usos and Miz and Morrison, they battle back and forth. Super kicks, splashes, figure fours, crazy jumps. In the end, the Miz and John Morrison get the better of the Usos. Guess what? The WWE got this right in every way. I'm shocked. And not everybody loves this decision, but I do. And that's what matters. The Miz and Morrison are great champs. And I'm glad that their run is not going to end at like a couple of weeks. They have awesome chemistry together. They complement each other's wrestling style. And not only that, but they complement each other on the mic. They actually have vocal skills. It's not like you have to deal with Roman Reigns, which he's better now. But my God, for years, if you know wrestling, you know it was horrible. But they're the perfect mix of heel and babyface. You don't, you don't even know. You love to hate them. But at the end of the day, you don't hate them. You don't. And if you do, you just, you're just sour. And Biggie would tell you, don't be sour, please. No matter what, you should respect them. Because Morrison's legit. The Miz is legit. They're a good team. I'm glad that they won. I'm glad that they're going into WrestleMania as the champions. That's freaking good. Good for them. The other match that caught my eye on this card was AJ Styles versus Aleister Black. It was a no disqualification match. So in my head, I'm thinking Gallows and Anderson, who were AJ Styles partners, are going to interfere in this match and they're going to screw the whole thing up. But they actually had a damn good match. I mean, Styles and Black are both phenomenal Phenomenal. AJ Styles is phenomenal, obviously. But they're great ring workers. They both can do some high-flying stuff, but they're both strong. They're both acrobatic. They're great, and they looked like they had good chemistry together, which was fun. They had a great match. There were some kendo sticks. There were some tables. Pretty good. Overall, I really liked the match. Um... It ends up being like I thought it was going to be. And Alistair Black got the better of AJ Styles. So Gallows and Anderson jump into the ring. And then they start beating the absolute crap out of Alistair Black. And then it looks like it's over. And and uh, that's where I'm going to leave you. Offered up Alistair Black Monday on Raw. Trying to repeat. Lifeless body, Alistair. Oh no. Oh my God, he's here! The dead man! The Undertaker! Where did he come from? Styles! You know what's funny is I am a 31-year-old man. 
My nickname is the Big Scary Man Guy. And I hear that bell hit no matter how many times I hear that damn bell hit. And it, it's like I, I talked crap about Goldberg. And me and my mom on Monday were like the nostalgia act, blah, 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 blah. God damn it. I know I'm contradicting myself here. But with The Undertaker, it works. It doesn't count. If it's Stone Cold or The Rock or The Undertaker, it doesn't count. Everybody else doesn't matter, but them, oh my God. So The Undertaker comes out of nowhere, and the lights go out. The lights come back on. He's got Gallows and Anderson by the throat. AJ Styles tries to jump on the top rope and hit him. Nope. He's The Undertaker, and it's fake. So guess what? You're toasted. Grabs him by the throat, picks him up, choke slam, big time. And uh, another gong hit. Lights go out. Lights come back on. Undertaker got his old ass out of that ring somehow. Don't know how he does it, but he did it again. And Aleister Black gets up. AJ Styles gets up a little bit. Hits him with the black mask. Spinning kick to the face. That'll do it. One, two, three. Aleister Black beats AJ Styles. WWE, what are you doing? Who who's writing? Is this Paul Heyman? Who do you got writing these great things? Because I'm into it. I like where it's headed. I like where you're going with it. This is legit good stuff. I had said last year that I wanted them to bring up some of these superstars and like build them the right way. Alistair Black has that like brooding. He's not the Undertaker, and it's not fair to give him that comparison. But a great way to get him there would be for him and The Undertaker now to team up and then fight AJ Styles in the OC at WrestleMania. That way, Aleister Black can actually have the match. The Undertaker comes in for like two seconds, does whatever he does, and everyone, the whole world rejoices, and it's great. That's awesome. That's going to happen. And it's going to be great. WrestleMania is starting to shape up. It's starting to feel good. Drew McIntyre and Lesnar. That'll be a bloodbath. Two big dudes beating the bag out of each other. I like that. And with Lesnar, you never know. I know wrestling's fake, but with Brock Lesnar, it's not always fake, man. That dude cuts people open. That dude, if he decides that he doesn't want to lose on any given night, he just won't. So that's fun. The Fiend versus John Cena. At first, I hated it. The more I think about it, makes sense for the character. Makes sense for Bray Wyatt to avenge his loss to Cena six years ago at WrestleMania. That kind of derailed his whole thing. So now he can get his mojo back, beat John Cena. I like, I like it, WWE. But that wasn't the end of the night. That wasn't the end. There was a women's elimination chamber match. And that one also didn't disappoint. The match started with, uh, so Asuka, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, and Sarah Logan are in the pods. And the actual match starts with Ruby Riot and Natalia. Ruby Riot and Natalia doing their thing, beating the bag out of each other. Sarah Logan comes in, and she's... Beasting around. She's she's a big girl. 
not fat, built, and she's she was good. She was throwing people around. They were having a good match. And then Shayna Baszler came in. She's an MMA chick, and she just started destroying everyone. I want to say she beat Ruby Riot and and Sarah Logan in like less than a minute, maybe just over a minute. She eliminated both of them, kicked them in the face, dropped them on their head, and then choked them. Rear naked choke for both. Then Natalia comes in. She takes the door and just bang, 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 bang. She just keeps sm- smashing the door into her face. Pretty good, pretty brutal. I liked it. Then, um, so she eliminates all three of them. And normally in these Elimination Chamber matches, if you watch them, that doesn't happen. I kind of liked how they did that. Only complaint I had with the match was, after that happens, keep it going. Don't, I don't got to wait like five more minutes for one of the pod doors to open. My God, guys, you control the pods. Keep it going next time. Don't don't make me wait another five minutes because that's the rules. So Liv Morgan comes out. I'm glad they didn't let her just get smashed. She did. She got the bag beat out of her. Pretty brutal. Baszler just started smashing her in the face and then physically threw her into a pod pretty hard and then choked her out in front of Asuka. So Asuka comes out. She, at one point, was like the Goldberg of women. She beat everybody. She had an undefeated streak. She lost it to Charlotte. She was never the same. But they built her this whole year. She's been the tag team champion of the women's division. She has been pretty dominant. And she squared off with Shayna Baszler. Baszler had eliminated everybody. Then Asuka starts doing pretty well. Starts beating the crap out of her. And then uh, this happened. Recipe a bullseye for someone, and it is a bullseye for Shayna Baszler. To see the oh, tape all on. over the wrist of Asuka. Come on. Oh, now Baszler going after the weakened body part. And again, oh, this powerful move. Oh, the knee. And now Baszler. Could it be a matter of time? Kill it for the clutch. Kill it for the clutch on Asuka. How much can Asuka hold on? How much can Asuka withstand here? She can't, she can't. Oscar in the clutches of Baszler. Oscar starting to fade. She's gone. She's gone. Shayna Baszler. Wow. Shayna Baszler's going to WrestleMania. Here's your winner, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler gnaws her way towards the man at WrestleMania. Pretty damn good. I think... Almost everybody knew Shayna Baszler was going to win. But I like the way they delivered it. Message sent. Now you got Shayna Baszler going to WrestleMania. She's going to fight Becky Lynch for the title. Becky Lynch, the man. Shayna Baszler, the woman. My God. She... This one's going to be rough to know who's going to win. Because they have pushed Becky Lynch so hard this year but now they just gave Shayna Baszler the biggest push you can get so that match is going to be physical it's going to be rough and I can't wait to watch it bound to be good times so that's that's the wrestling 
Okay. There were things that happened. <laughs> there were, I got to go Bruins real quick here. Okay. Bear with me. The Bruins played the lightning. And it started off to be just horrible. A stinker. We're down three to nothing. We get it to three to one. And then, <laughs> oh, and then it got chippy, man. It got real chippy. Chara got cross-checked in the back. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you hear this. And now Pat Maroon wants to go, of course. And then Shirelli came in behind with a cross-check. All right, all right, all right. It's time to settle things down. Corrali manhandles Kalorn. You take your Harvard degree and take it to the hospital. Now Braden Point. Nah, it's Sorelli. On top of Coyle. And Chara's squaring off with Maroon, saying, do you want to see the afterlife? I'll take you there. Maroon gets the takedown. Now, people are so quick to hate on Jack Edwards. <laughs> Let me just say, is he over the top? Yeah. Totally. But he's great. I mean, he's a homer. Who gives a shit? I love it. It's awesome. Um, so we end up coming back in that game for a minute. We uh I'm just gonna tell you, numbers were taken after this one, man. My God. By God, as Jim Ross would say. Sorry, the wrestling again. But man, this game was so playoff atmosphere. This was thank you for a Donnie Brook. Bruins because I had missed them. I've missed that site so much. We end up losing five to three, but that just got me excited because I was pissed off that we had to play them in the second round, which it's not a foregone conclusion that that's going to happen, but I think we're going to take care of business. I think they're going to take care of business and the division is what it is. So Tampa Duff, I love you. I love you Duff. But, but your second favorite team, we're going to have that ass. The Bruins, you poked the bear, Lightning. And I'm telling you, I'm going to say with this right now, Lightning doesn't tend to strike twice. You came at our captain. You came at Bergeron. We are going to destroy you. I don't know if we're going to win. I think we're going to win it in six. But you get a couple beers in me, I'd probably tell you we'd win in five. You get a lot of beers in me, I'd probably tell you that we'd win in four. We're not going to win in four. <laughs> but but it's going to be a fun series. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm also excited for the XFL. Good for the XFL. For all these weeks of good football, right? I was nervous because, man, the first game of the weekend, that one, you had Seattle, you had the Dragons, and they were playing the Houston Roughnecks, and the game was a great game. And at the end of the game, it's 23-32, to 32, and P.J. Walker for the Roughnecks goes to go down for, he was supposed to throw the ball out of bounds, but he goes down for a knee 
and there's about three seconds left. He gets touched. That should have been Dragon's ball on the 21-yard line with three seconds left. It's a nine-point game, and in the XFL, that means there's a damn chance. Now, the XFL screws it up. The referees didn't understand. They ended up figuring out that they should have changed what happened. And good on the commentators. I don't remember who the commentators were, but they called out the head of officiating immediately. They were calling out Blandino. They were calling out everybody. And they said, this is, I mean, it's a big deal because now Seattle is out of it. Listen, if you want to have an actual league and you want people to respect it, they should have had those players come back onto the field and they should have settled it. Houston probably wins no matter what. But if you're going to have people be able to bet on this in Vegas and you're going to want this to be in the future a legitimate viable league, you got to clean that up. Now, they did put out a statement and they let go or they reassigned the person that screwed up for the officiating crew. Which they also admitted fault. So they've already done more than the NFL ever would. But uh, they got to fix that. I'm glad they came out with the apology and the statement. But don't screw up. A thing I do love about the XFL is every week I have no idea what the hell is going to happen. And neither does Vegas because they don't. These over-unders, they don't know what the hell is going on. I don't blame them because I've been watching every game. and I don't know what the hell happens either. I picked the D.C. Defenders thinking, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe they'll be all right. They win two games in a row. They're 2-0. and They're killing. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Then they lose to the worst team in the league by a lot. My quarterback throws six picks, no touchdowns. We lose two in a row. And I'm thinking, oh, this is great. And then they come out and they beat the Battlehawks. And not only do they beat the Battlehawks, Wolf, Wolf. Man, did you get smacked around by my team, huh? <laughs> you must be upset. I know you're upset. And I'm glad. Also, something that the D.C. defenders do that is better than all of your other teams is they have the beer snake. There were like, I don't want to exaggerate how many cups it took for them to reach the back. But how, how many cups? I think I wrote it down. I did 1,237 cups. You kidding me? That's 19,792 ounces of beer that was consumed. That is what you call a team effort. (laughs) A real, legitimate team effort. And thank God DC won, because if they didn't, that would have been just an embarrassment. The New York Guardians beat up on the Dallas Renegades, so Abby smacked around Colin. Colin, I'm sorry, that's rough. You got to come on the podcast soon, bud. You, you, I'm sorry for you. Ted lost to Ian and Murph. And then, you know, the Vipers tonight, Duff, I thought your Vipers had something brewing, but then Eric's Wildcats ran wild on you, and the Wildcats beat the Vipers 41 to 34. It was a fun game. It was a good game to watch. And all in all, as a product, I like the XFL. And I think you should too. I think you all should give it a chance because it's great. So there you go. I think we did it.
once again, I think we uh, got it going. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here. So we talked uh, XFL. We talked a little bit of Elimination Chamber. We talked about the Bruins. I'm going to have to start getting it going with the Celtics because they're starting to scare me a little bit. But thank you once again for listening to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. Till next time. Love y'all.